Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'll tell you what, here's what I have also found intriguing, and it's kind of a hidden gem in the show today. It's that we have our own center who can speak to the veracity of the statements of Jeff Saturday. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Evan Wilner on vacation for a couple of days, so Handman's in charge. And that means... Loosely loosely defined as in charge. I knew I wasn't going to be able to just skip past that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. But for the moment, behind the scenes, he's in charge. And... Harry Black is with us today, and Harry uh, played center at the University of Illinois from uh, the years 2013 to 2016. Accurate, Harry? That is accurate. So I had actually, in the middle of that, uh, also thrown in a question. Could you tell the backup quarterback, Jim Sorge's hands from somebody else? And Jeff said, no. What say you? Did you know the hands of all of the quarterbacks on your team? I can remember the hands of three distinct, um, three distinct quarterbacks. Just, I'm not going to get into too many, uh, too much details. But no, we've got time. You can go yes. ahead. Feel Correct. free to just, just between us. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way that some of the guys go in there, some are more snug. <laughs> some really want to. They want to make sure they're up there so that they get a good handle on. The ball. Yeah. Not, yeah. 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 Uh, the football. W- wanted to make sure I enunciated right there. But yeah, right. good. Yeah. Um, no, th- you can tell between different quarterbacks. And I will say the um, the starting quarterback has a more secure feel uh, for the ball. The backups like to play loose He's, and fast. Yeah, they kind of, I mean, they kind of, you. it was almost more on me to make sure the ball got up there for them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I mean, where else are you going to get this type of analysis? Little lack of attention to detail, it sounds like to me. (laughs) Maybe that's why you're the backup. (laughs) You know? Harry, what did you weigh back then when you were playing? What do you weigh now? Uh, I weighed 300 pounds at my peak. Uh, right now, I weigh, I think, 230. I was going to say, you look good. When uh, I when we you. met for the first time back there, I was going to say, I, then everyone keeps telling me you played center in college. I was like, no, 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 not him. No, I mean, it's the same conversation I always have. I went into school. I was a little light. I got up to about 300 pounds, and I just dropped it within the first six months of being done with college. Yeah. Wow. I played a little fast and loose with the diet there. Yeah. It's my, understandable. My body did not want to be 300 pounds. <laughs> my body hasn't wanted to be 300 pounds either, but yet here we are. Your body's on our committed. way there. <laughs> and uh, let's just say this. We have not found the off-ramp quite as easily as you did, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, just melted away. What can I say? Uh, He's in know, great shape, Carlin. I, that's not He's what I want to hear. I, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, it just melted away on me. Oh, you know, yeah. it's a young man's metabolism. He wasn't even trying. Dropped no. 70 pounds, didn't even try. Yeah, I blinked. It was gone. Took me a month and a half. Oh, my hey, God. What do you know? I'm just, you know, I'm eating whatever I want, and the weight's just melting away, not even having to worry about it. He's a great <laughs> cook, too, so, you know. He's a great cook. All right, handman coming in from left field here. What? How would you know that? Well, 
I mean, he's brought in macaroni and cheese before. That was very good. Macaroni and cheese. Well, that's that's where we're. You I break mean, that up as three things rather than it's, two. It's huh? macaroni, yeah. <laughs> and then, and this is the guy Carlin says is in charge. Uh, and Mac this is and do you have another and dynamite cheese. transition for us, Joe? Like you did yesterday. <laughs> I do not. I'm and playing this, fast and loose with the radio today. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and macaroni and cheese—that's that's the dish that we are establishing. Hey, that no, Harry's no, no, a great no, no. cook. I'm on. a good cook. I'm a good. I have a. It's not terribly viral, but I have and a brownies. Cook, I have a cooking Instagram, and uh, my favorite thing, I guess, would be like lasagna, short rib, that kind of stuff. Okay, I can get behind that. Go ahead and plug the account. Uh, God. Um, at, Hold on. If it's embarrassing, don't plug the account. It's You didn't use a stupid— you, He, no, he just these, dropped the ball like the backup quarterback usually does. One of these young guys with some dumb name, right, that's going to get us in trouble. I like. It's not going to get anyone in trouble. All right, go ahead. At shirtlesschef.hb. Shirtlesschef.hb. Do you, do you do the cooking with no shirt on? That I don't. I did not hey, ask— Hey, man, this is all on you, by the way. Uh, this entire scenario, the way it's unfolding. Did, did Harry just give us his OnlyFans? Is that what happened? Shirtless That's Chef a different account. H-B. Kind of sounds like they're the Orchard same. Orchard Park this weekend, fellas. Now, here's the troubling thing. I got to look at this account, and now that's going to be in my browser history, and I got that whole problem when I eventually get hacked. People are going to be able to look at, look at what this guy's looking at. And then I'm going to have to reference this, and no one's going to believe it. Nope, not for a minute. Because by that point, we'll have already been fired. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. For the moment, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and I bet they feel great about their getting their money's worth right now. Uh, Joseph Shirtless <laughs> Chef. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I saw that going any differently. <laughs> Did you really, or were you just, let me explore this and see. It's just like, you know, you figure it'll be like, Harry B loves food. One, two, three. It's shirtless chef. You know what? While we're here, <laughs> while we're here, I'm going to take a left turn, but it's not to where you think we're going for a second. Okay. Because I, I told you, you know, we talked about this the other day that I uh, Saturday was kind of an interesting day for me because we're, we got some stuff going on personally. With my mom, we're moving her out near one of my brothers in Iowa. So my sister and I were digging through a lot of my mom's stuff in her apartment to find some things that we needed to help the move. I came across an IQ test that they had me take when I was 13 years old. You don't even need to go any further. We all know what's coming. Uh, you know what? No, you don't. Oh, you because have it? You're going to it right now? You actually have it on hand. I You've been waiting to hand. get this in. I have it on hand. Joseph, I was as shocked as anybody at this score. Can I? Let me jump in real quick. Before yeah. you give the score, can you give the context of what is a good score? Because if you just throw out a number and people don't understand, they're not going to get it. That's why context okay. is very important here. A high average score that okay now right there that's an oxymoron a high average score yeah there's a high score right, and, and then there's an, an average, average score. score okay good would be around 109 109 average iq got it right your boy 123 123 and the word next to it superior <laughs> come on i swear to god <laughs> As God is my witness, I have these papers from 1986. So here's where it gets interesting. You produced a superior IQ 
and that test was buried in an attic. Uh, did yeah, they not want in to a unleash, bottom drawer. Did they not want to unleash you on the world? I, I don't know. It does uh, detail where I had problems and where I was well below average. Apparently, mazes were an issue. <laughs> average scored 12.5. I had a 7. <laughs> this particular rat just laid down. Oh, my God. <laughs> just laid down when he realized he couldn't find the cheese. <laughs> It's all here on dot matrix printing. I was going to say, you got the uh, perforations on the side and everything there. Did you ever have your IQ done? Uh, You know what? I haven't been through my parents' attic at all recently. Not sure. Like when you were a kid, did you have it done? Not not that I was, uh, not that I've ever been told, no. Well, they had, this was done more forcefully as I was, you know, (laughs) headed into therapy and the doctors wanted to have some context. (laughs) What exactly are we working with here? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's not the, he's not a complete idiot. The fact that you just had this thing ready to go, by the way, it's in the paperwork. Well, it's right next to you at your desk. It's not like you had to leave the room to go find this. This was clearly brought into the room with the intent of getting it onto the air today. Incorrect. Incorrect. It has been sitting here. The My desk right now is a complete disaster area. Damn. But I did bring it home. But the purpose of me bringing that home was more to show my wife. Look, <laughs> not a moron. You did it. You did it, honey. Exactly. <laughs> you found the one. So every single time that you think I'm a moron, <laughs> because I might put it in the wrong recycling container, I got the paper to back it up. <laughs> I'm not the problem. You could hand that to her, and she would go right to the section on mazes. And say, what happened here? And Joe, (laughs) that's exactly what happened the other night. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I have got a major, major problem with the Los Angeles Lakers because they Mm. are embarrassing themselves. Plus, a little bit of breaking news on the big three out west. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Here's James lobbing it for Davis off the roll of the slam. LeBron wants a crack at it. They double him. Finds AD and it goes down. To Anthony Davis, 39 points, 20 rebounds and 4 blocks. Having a night. Gives it to James, attacks the basket and slams it home. The first ever in-season tournament goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. This is special for us just you know, winning the inaugural in-season tournament, but we want to also win the same thing in June. Well, Joe has pretty much confirmed all day today that I am a killjoy. Is that fair to say? That is something that we have focused upon today. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, here comes more. Carlin versus <laughs> Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. At least give me this. As the Lakers are popping champagne the other night, did you think it was a little bit much on their celebration of winning the in-season tournament? No. No. No? They played in a tournament, and they won, and they enjoyed themselves, and they also happened to be in Vegas. No, it wasn't too much. What do you want them to do? Just quietly walk off the court, get on a plane, and fly home? No, but let's let's not pop the... Pop the bottles like it's an NBA championship. But we need them to do this. We need them to do this because if we see them taking it seriously, then we'll continue to take it seriously. And if we take it seriously, then the interest will rise. And if the interest rises in it, the revenues rise from it. And and people get excited about it. It becomes a big thing. It'll never catch on if no one cares. That's no, the I, point. But I was sitting here talking last week about how much I love the whole thing, which I did. And yet... I loved every single minute of it up until the, you know, the whistle blew and the game was over. Right. And now here it comes. No, no. Listen. It, all right. You want to celebrate that way? Okay. I'm not going to kill you on it. One thing I am going to kill you on. A banner. We're raising a banner for it. That's what the Lakers are doing. The Lakers, who do not raise banners for a division championship or even a conference championship, are raising a banner for the inaugural in-season tournament NBA Cup. I mean, a banner, Joe, uh, for the Lakers, for that organization, for their incredibly rich history, a banner? Come on. See, again, you have to. Because if you don't, the first thing people will say is, well, if it's such a big deal, how come you didn't raise a banner? I don't, I don't think, think I don't think anybody would say a damn thing if they didn't raise. I better. think people who are going to look to crap on this thing are going to look for every opportunity they can come up with. See, but I love they the won tournament. the tournament. They the didn't tournament. even spray any champagne. When you win something important, you spray champagne. This clearly isn't important because they didn't spray champagne. When you win something important, you hoist a banner. They They've didn't tried hoist to tell the me banner. for a hundred years that the All Star game was important. They're not popping champagne corks and, and lifting banners for that. They're not. No, no, they're not. But they're trying with this. They're trying. I appreciate the effort because the biggest problem for the NBA over the last few years has been exactly that effort or more specifically lack thereof big name matchups on Wednesday nights and with all in which all the stars are sitting because someone needs to rest and someone's a little sick and someone doesn't want to play. The NBA is doing what they can to combat this. They're listening to us, the consumer, complain about the load management and the lack of effort being put in, and they're trying to find a way to solve that problem. And they did a pretty decent job here. The in-season tournament was entertaining. The team that won celebrated it. I don't know why you have to get so bad up about these things Uh, listen i agree it was a great tournament and i was into it and i watched it all 
But to me, when you're raising a banner for something, you are celebrating what is a much larger achievement as a team as opposed to something that was the three-week tournament in the middle of the year that didn't really do much. I mean, in, in the grand scheme, are we trying to put the NBA Cup on the same level as an NBA championship? Because that, that that's what banners are for. Conference championship, great. Division championship, absolutely. That is a big-time achievement over the course of a season. Uh, a banner for a, a tournament that basically lasted about a month. I'm not getting wrapped up in that. I'm sorry. I, th- I think that's a bit much when it comes to celebrating it. Look, if you want to argue that it helps sell it to the fans, yeah, I understand that. But if I'm a fan... I don't need a banner to tell me how amazing that was. The most famous Olympic event takes less than 10 seconds. So because it takes less than 10 seconds, should we not celebrate that either? I mean, come on. The guy ran 100 meters. He did it in less than 10 seconds. Seriously. We're celebrating less than 10 seconds now? The NBA season lasts seven months. If they went During out the regular season and they had a parade in Los Angeles for the in-season tournament, then I think we could talk about how we're getting in, getting out over our skis. I think we'd be saying to ourselves, all right, you don't need a parade for something like this. But to pop some champagne in Vegas after everyone just won half a million dollars, nothing wrong with that. To go out there and put a banner up, you're doing your part to push this thing for the league, which is what the league's trying to do. They're trying to get it to catch on. Because if it gets bigger, there's more sponsorship opportunities, more advertising opportunities. You can build this thing up a little bit. They're looking at European soccer and how the English Premier League plays throughout the course of the year, but then you've got the Champions League and the FA Cup, I believe, and all these other things that are taking place throughout the course of that, and they're all big deals, and they're just trying to put an interesting twist on it here. So, you know what? I'm okay with it. I, 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 I will always applaud innovation. I'll always applaud the fact that people are looking to improve, to get better, to innovate. That is a good thing. We should not stifle that. If it turns out it doesn't work, that's okay. But always take the shot. Do not be afraid to fail. I'm a, I'm a big take a swing guy. Agreed. And this did not fail. They did a great job with it. But. It's a bit much. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit much. You're a big take a swing guy, but don't celebrate that swing having any sort of success. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit progressive.com. Breaking breaking news. Hey Joe. Guess what? What's that? Phoenix and I play in the Warriors. Guess who's back? I don't know. There's a lot of guys who have been battling injury there. <laughs> Bradley Beal All will right. be on the floor for the Phoenix Suns as they take on the Golden State Warriors in Phoenix. Okay. okay. In a related story, Kevin Durant is out. Too. Kevin Durant's out, yeah. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> Still waiting for the big three. Unbelievable. Wow. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Beal Beal was one of those guys that put up phenomenal numbers, but he just did it for a team that stunk for so long. Many NBA fans aren't that familiar with his game, right? Like right. we're familiar with Steph because we see him in primetime in the playoffs every single year, but with Beal there wasn't as much. So getting him on the court with Durant and Booker, there's a lot of opportunity there because those are three scores, man. Three premier scores that should make the game very exciting to watch. Listen, I I – I'm very excited when it all comes together because I think later in the year, you're going to get a true feel 
of what Phoenix could be. And we, we talked a little bit about this the other day, about how many games it would actually take to get them ready and used to one another and build chemistry for the playoffs. And if memory serves, we both were probably in the 25 to 30 game range. Is that fair? Yeah, like minimum. You're going to minimum need that because to navigate the deeper waters against some of these experienced teams, you have to have that. Like, would you need that at where the Warriors are now to beat the Warriors in a series? Knowing what they are, but also knowing where they are in their evolution, probably on the back end of it. You know, it's a very, it's a, yeah, it's a very difficult question because this version of the Warriors does not look very good. But then one of the rules we've always conditioned ourselves to is do not discount the Warriors, right? Right. So that, that one's tough. But yeah, you're going to need, you're going to need reps. You're going to need to get it together. I mean, look at the Lakers. They had, they started making deals last year right around early February when they started revamping that team. And they got better and better and better as the year went on. And now they're even better at the start of this season because they have some of those reps behind them. You can't go up against guys like Jokic and Murray who have been together through so many games and so many high-pressure, high-leverage no. situations and, and, and with established coaching and go out and take those guys out because you played together for three weeks. It just doesn't happen. Look at the Olympics the last time out with, with Team USA basketball. They were very shaky early on. They went on to win the title, but they were very shaky early on. You can't just throw them together and expect it to look great right away. No, agreed on that. And I think that um, certainly I would, as it is, I would not expect them to beat the Nuggets, period. Um, what I guess I look at is teams like the Mavericks. Like, I think they should be able to beat a team like the Mavericks if they get 30 games together. But I, I listen, I'm excited for what that will look like when they finally can assemble the three of them at the same That's time. That's good. I like that optimism. That's good. When See, I'm not all... Yeah. You you're, know, you're feeling it? Pour cold water on everything. <laughs> it's not me. I like being happy. I, I do. <laughs> I, I can hate myself. It doesn't mean I hate... I don't hate I'm going to hate everything else. I don't. <laughs> it's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph... A little game we like to call Good Bet, Bad Bet. That is on the way after this from Joe, who has got this about our friends at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have both the knowledge and the experience to answer all of the toughest questions you may come across. Their commitment to being your safety partner well, it can help help keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
dragged. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. That's right. Good bet, bad bet. Give you an opportunity to get some thoughts on the seven and six AFC teams and whether or not they are a good bet or a bad bet to make the playoffs. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joseph, in a state of consternation regarding a haircut situation that hasn't happened yet. Any con- any comments, thoughts before we get to the handman? I'm just trying to get it done. It's it's very difficult moving from Las Vegas. You have your routine, and I'm here, and nobody's open on Sunday. Nobody's open on Monday. Everybody is not answering the phones. You leave voicemails. You get calls back. They try to steer you in a different direction. It's just a haircut and maybe a light cleaning up of the eyebrows. Nothing more. That's it. The man's a simple man. Yeah. Help him out, Connecticut. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to the Northeast. It's Carlin like... versus Joe. The handman is here. He is here to host a little segment we call Good Bet, Bad Bet. Handman, the floor is yours. All right, fellas. Uh, and Carlin, you already mentioned the fact that there are six teams tied at seven and six. And you mentioned earlier in the show, it's the most teams above 500 in a conference through week 14. Uh, second most tied with 2008 NFC and the 2002 AFC and then there was the 2014 AFC with 12. So very competitive conference. And so I'm going to give you all six. We'll start with the Buffalo Bills here to make the playoffs. They're at minus 104, courtesy of ESPN bet. Joe, Bills to make the playoffs at minus 104. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? That's going to be a bad bet for me. I want to believe it. I really want to believe it. And I want to make the case, and I know they've got the quarterback and the experience, but they're currently the 11th seed. So it's not like they have a leg up on anybody. And I got to lay minus money. It's not like I'm getting any good candy coming back to me. And they still have Dallas and Miami on the schedule. Now, the Patriots and Chargers are on there as well. Winnable. But two and two down the stretch doesn't get you in. So, no, not a good bet. That would be a bad bet, Handman. Yeah, and I would agree. Listen, it was a great win for them the other day. Um, it was not a win that convinced me all of a sudden that they've got their act together. Uh, Josh Allen is capable of making big plays. We understand how I feel about him overall. But I, I just don't think the Bills are good enough. I've thought all season long that they are not making the playoffs. So, in fact, it is a bad bet, handman. All right. Next. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. They're at plus, win, uh, plus 116 Excuse me, to make the playoffs at um, – ESPN bet. So, Carlin, Colts plus 116 to make the playoffs. Good bet or bad bet? Uh, Handman, I would say that the Colts are a good bet. And here's why. The Colts surprise people with the way they play. They are capable of going on a streak of playing poor football. But generally, they will not do it against awful teams. They take care of teams that um, they should That's what it boils down to. And so for me, when I look at the Colts and what's coming up, they've got Pittsburgh on Saturday at home. They've got a trip to Atlanta. They've got Vegas, and they've got Houston. So three out of four at home down the stretch. Minshew hasn't been terrible. I say the Colts are a good bet to make the playoffs. Right now they sit in the seventh spot. Yeah, I'd take a shot here as well, and I'll only add this. They win the tiebreaker at the current moment over Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Denver. 
That's a big spot wow. to be in. So not only do you have the record in the favorable schedule because they're currently the seventh seed, they've got tie breaks over three key teams they're battling with, plus money wager. I agree with Carlin. I think that's a pretty good bet. Colts still have a chance at the division. So do the Houston Texans, but their quarterback is in concussion protocol. But they're also at plus 116 to make the playoffs. So, Joe, Houston Texans to make the playoffs at plus 116. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Uh, you got Tennessee twice. You got the Colts. You got the Browns. Uh, this is this is neither, in my opinion. It's neither good nor bad. I'd lean a little bit more towards bad. Houston's been a great story this year. And I think if they miss the playoffs, it doesn't take anything away from them. But we can't say good bet to five of these teams because they can't all get in. So I got to start drawing the line in the sand somewhere. And I'll draw it here. I think they'll end up stumbling a bit down the stretch. Quarterbacks banged up, but I can't wait to see them next year. I really can't. They hit a home run with C.J. Stroud. They've been a fun story this year. I will say bad bet, however. I'll say good bet. I'll take them. Listen, I don't think Tennessee is what they were last night. They're not easy. But if they got a split against Tennessee and they beat Indianapolis, which I think they can, it really comes down to the Christmas Eve game against Cleveland at home. Uh, We've talked about how much different the Browns' defense is on the road. And if C.J. Stroud's ready to go, that's the big if for me. I I have enough confidence in, in him to call it a good bet. Next. Denver Broncos have won six of their last seven games. They're knocking right on the door of the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. So, Carlin, are you riding with the Broncos to make the playoffs at plus 132? Broncos Nation, let's ride. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, why not? There's a good bet. I I, I would jump on that action, and I understand we can only pick a couple of these. I don't think you do understand that. I was just going to say you're saying good bet to all these teams. Mathematically, they can't all get in. No, I've said good bet to three of the four, and what I'm saying is from an odd standpoint, yeah, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. So they go to Detroit, they've got New England, they've got the Chargers, and then they go to the Raiders. So their last three are, are pretty solid matchups for them to get it done. And so if they win three of those games, where do they sit? At 10 wins. That, to me, uh, that's going to give you an excellent opportunity. Joe, I don't know if you know this, 10 wins in the NFL usually gets you in the playoffs, even at 10-7. and seven. I would agree with, with it being a good bet. I think down the stretch here, I love the idea of having a veteran coach in Sean Payton and a veteran quarterback in Russell Wilson who have been through this before, who can lead the team, who can guide the team, who can talk to the team about what it's like to be in a playoff chase late in the season. Schedule sets up pretty well. They have the tiebreak over Cincinnati if they have to deal with that. And while it is an outside shot, they still do have a chance at the division if Kansas City pukes all over itself. Now, mm. Kansas City's schedule the rest of the way is very, very easy so I wouldn't bank on that happening but that hasn't been completely ruled out yet so good bet on Denver okay let me ask you this real quick about it this week too in particular they go to Detroit Saturday night the Lions as we know are playing terribly and the Lions are five point favorites what's your easy what's your early lean on that so the problem the reason you see that number I think a lot of people will look at Denver and say "Ooh, five points against the Lions the thing you have to remember about Denver is they have been very very fortunate this year with what's happened in a lot of their games. They have opponents that have been fumbling the ball and making all this mistake, all these mistakes in their own territory. I don't know if any team has been set up with better field position this year than the Denver Broncos. So when you really dive inside the metrics, they've been quite fortunate relative to league average going to Detroit, catching five points in that game. 
I think they can hang, but at some point that Detroit Lion offense is going to erupt, and I don't know if the Broncos have the firepower to hang with them. So right now it's a lean to Denver, but I don't know if I'll get there by kickoff. Next. All right, guys, the Pittsburgh Steelers currently are, are sitting at number six, so they're the highest of all these seven and six teams, but cue the old Dennis Green. Steelers kind of are who we thought they were in the last couple of games. Kenny Pickett will be out again at quarterback this week, and they're currently at plus 210 to make the playoffs. Joe, is that a good bet or a bad That's bet? That's a bad bet. I, I've got no faith in this team. It, the problem with Pittsburgh is people look at their overall record and they say to themselves, yeah, they're not that bad. They're stumbling a little bit. They they were very fortunate early in the season, but they never should have beaten Baltimore. They never should have beaten Cleveland. And if they had lost those two games, which they should have, instead of being seven and six right now, they'd be five and eight. And you'd be looking at them a lot differently and we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because they got very lucky in those games, we're starting to think, oh, yeah, they can hang on. I don't see it. They still have Baltimore. They still have Indianapolis. They have Cincinnati, who's going to be live with Jake Browning. That team has not. They're the only ones who didn't get the memo that they were supposed to pack it in and give up. So, no, I'm not. Steelers can't play offense, man. And it seems like there's more trouble lurking there than people realize. Uh, Agreed. I think it's a horrible bet. Um You know, two weeks ago, or really about a week and a half ago, Joe, we were sitting here saying uh, that as bad as they are, they were going to win 11 games because they had Arizona, New England, then uh, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. They could win those four games easily. Well, they dropped the first two of those bad teams. Um, No, they're not making the playoffs. The last two are in Seattle and at Baltimore. Forget it. It's over. It's a bad bet. All right, one more, guys, real quick here. The Bengals are plus 310. Joe just mentioned them, uh, Jake Browning playing well. So, real quick, good bet or bad bet for the Cincinnati Bengals to make the playoffs. At plus well, 310, I kind of want to take it. Yeah, but they I got a tough the schedule. Thing. They got a tough schedule, so no. There's too many. They got Kansas City on there. They got Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and I know I just railed against Pittsburgh there, but those are all going to be tough games. I, I'm going to say bad bet, but ugh, I kind of want to take it. Flyer and their and their conference records at three and six. That's the worst out of those six teams tied at seven yeah. and six, and that's going to be a big part of the. Handman showed up for this segment with like ten thousand stats and nuggets. That was he did. When you were trying did. to angle for a job with stats and research, now I, I tell you what he did. He just convinced me that it was a bad bet. I was going to take a flyer, but oh god, they're three and six against the conference. And yeah, listen, Handman, good job. Now I bad hope bet. to get in. <laughs> Carlin, comes let's get in. lunch. Thanks are talking me out of it, Handman. <laughs> He's trying to save me money. I can't argue with that. It's like somebody else trying to talk me out of parlays. Sometimes it happens. (laughs) Not all the time, but sometimes. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Shohei Otani is deferring $680 million of $700 million. Mm. Is that good or bad? (laughs) Good bet, bad bet, Shohei. (laughs) Uh, Maybe not a great bet on his part. We'll talk about it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Breaking news, the shy Otani sweepstakes is over. Otani posted on his Instagram account he is signing with the Dodgers. He's now going to join a lineup that has Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith and many others, and that is an absurd thing to consider. It is estimated that Shohei Otani can bring in around 75 to $95 million a year. That's what he's worth. Yet a lot of people are upset about it because the haves in baseball get it done and the have-nots have to sit back and watch. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, also on your smart speakers. Don't forget to hit us up on social media, Instagram, at Jay Fortenbaugh, at that guy Carlin. Joe, I really don't understand this argument anymore when people get upset about how much money gets thrown at players, especially by teams like the Dodgers with Shohei Otani, in that, you know, oh, we can't compete with that. Yet so many teams are out there right now doing it better by not spending a fortune. Why do we continue to get upset about this as people, uh, as fans of the sport, when it's good for the sport? The Dodgers are not a lock to go and win a championship just because they went out and spent this money and now they can spend some more? No, the problem is the teams like the Oakland A's who go out of their way to not spend money, who make it very clear they don't want to compete at all. If you want to take up a complaint, an issue in baseball, anything with teams and how they spend, go after the teams that refuse to spend. I'm not talking about the teams that are diligent. They they manage a payroll, and then they're really good with their drafting and their acquisitions and their trading, like the Tampa Bay Rays, and they build up a roster because they're very smart evaluators. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about Pittsburgh. I'm talking about the A's especially, the teams that just couldn't care less, the teams that are not going to invest. They're going to be happy to sit back, collect whatever they can get off the fans, and not put a winning product on the field. That would be the problem. This Otani deal is fascinating, though. So we were led to believe what? $700 million over 10 years. $700 million. $70 million a year. But he's only taking $2 million a year and deferring $68 million a year until like, what is it, like 15 years down the road or something? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. And people are getting upset about this, too. Well, they feel they- like this is a, a loophole here. Yeah. Well... Kind of is, but that's what they're there for, to take advantage of them. Why are you getting upset at the Dodgers for that? They did it better than you did if you were trying to go and get the guy. Like, he was willing to do this, and I think it's safe to say, Joe, that there's not many players who would be willing to do that. He's willing to do it because he's making a fortune as it is, the money down the line, it may not be worth the same that it is right now, but obviously he's put some sort of premium on winning if the cap number for him or luxury tax number for him instead of 70 is going to be like 45, and it gives the Dodgers uh, an opportunity to go spend more money there. If, if he's willing to do it and the Dodgers were able to convince him to do it, 
Why is everybody ticked off about it? Well, there's a few things to work through here on this front. Um, Number one, money today is always worth more than money tomorrow. Yep. So I'm curious as to why he'd be willing to do this. Because in the case of Bobby Bonilla, who who famously deferred so much salary and is getting a million dollars from the Mets every year from now until the earth collides with the sun (laughs) – um, he he got he's getting eight percent on that. Like he's get there's a reason why he doesn't get the money now. Well, I'm going to get eight percent on it. I'll make more down the road. Okay, Otani's getting zero percent. He's not getting any interest on this. So I'm curious as to why he'd be willing to do such a favor when you know the basic economic principle of money today being worth more tomorrow, and he's getting no interest on that. Like that that part confuses me. It leads me to ask the following question: If he was unwilling to do this would he still have gotten $700 million? Because it makes me think that maybe 10 years, $500 million was on the table until this option was presented, and then the Dodgers were obviously more willing to say, oh, okay, yeah, we can go to $700 million if we don't have to pay you any of it for the next 12 years. I mean, in, in all likelihood, you a lot of it. that money is going to become somebody else's problem. For the Dodgers, right? But I mean, they might be sold in a few years, and that's like, oh, yeah, you can pay that out. The Saudis, they're going to sell it to the Saudis. The Saudis are going to come in and have to pay for it. Whoever it is, they don't care. You know, Magic Johnson's getting out of that deal in about eight years. (laughs) As soon as it's time. As soon as it's time. I I, I really. I, I credit the Dodgers for doing this, and I credit I credit Otani if if it really was that part about it was about winning or. If it was, hey, we'll give you seven hundred million as opposed to five hundred if we can defer it. That I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that seven hundred million then would still be worth a little bit more than the five hundred million is now. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. I mean, you know? it gives you the opportunity to compete, like you said. There's a lot to like about it, and keep in mind, don't feel bad for Otani because, from no. what I understand, he's making around thirty-five million a year in endorsements. Yeah. So it's I mean, not as if he's going to be living in a, you know, a one bedroom with noisy neighbors in a bad part of town because he can't pull in the cash now. He's got to wait 10 years. Like he's 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 doing all right. Yeah, and for as many times as I got to watch that damn New Balance commercial. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you better be getting that money. You better be getting it. Uh, and the funny thing to me is you brought up the Benea deal. Oh, the famous Benia deal. Yeah. Which 8%. Is 8%. He gets a million and a quarter every year until 2035. Okay? Oh, my God. Here's the thing about it. Why did the Wilpons make that deal with Benia at the time? Because they were making 15% a year on their returns from Bernie Madoff. <laughs> so they thought they were actually making money. On the deal. We'll give this idiot Benia 8%. We're making 15. We're still exactly. coming out ahead. We're ending up way ahead of the game. Meanwhile, We're totally fine. Meanwhile, Madoff goes down and Benia's like, hey, uh-uh. No, my God. <laughs> we're, still, we're still in play here. <laughs> Again, you know, that, that, if there's ever a, a, a scenario that describes the New York Mets' plight, that would have been it <laughs> for the last 20 years. And that, that's one other thing real quick. Mets fans have gone nuts now on Steve Cohen that he didn't go and get Otani. Really? They are losing their minds. I mean, Joe, they were in the desert 
for 30 years when it came to ownership. And now the guy that will go and spend an absolute fortune because he didn't lay out $700 million. It's his fault. I, last I checked, he laid out a ton of money last year, and that didn't lead to anything for them. Yes. Yes. Oh, the Mets. They haven't done anything yet, but they're, now they're, they've turned on him. King Steve, as they've called him. They turned oh on God. him because he didn't shell out the $700 million? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unreal. He's not the problem. Uh, I'd like to send back this gorgeous veal chop. It's not quite done to my liking. <laughs> uh, Good work. Carlin, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.